As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Yay Networks. I'm the crown jewel of Dallas society and my mouth has no manners. I'm Deandra Simmons and in my house, I like to keep it real. I'm Amy Vanderoff and it's easy to not give a rip. We're going to show you how. Hi, Deandra. Hello. Dallas girls are sugar and spice, but I'm still working on nice. <laughs> Is that sexy, Jeremy Locke? I think I just shriveled up. <gasps> Ooh, that's not what we're trying to do. Welcome to the I Don't Give a Rip podcast post-COVID edition. Post-COVID edition, yes! Oh my gosh, you guys, okay. I know you've been dying to hear from our girl Deandra. It's been several weeks, a bunch of holidays, a new year. We're finally here dropping another podcast because Deandra's had the Rona. Yeah, and we're the COVID crew because everybody but producer Tommy has had the COVID, has had the COVID, the vid. We're on the other and side. And now our friendly friend, our friendly and frequent guest, Lance has it. Lanonce. Lanonce. Hashtag thoughts I mean, that and guy prayers. going to PV all the time, there is no way he was going to escape that with the dick soup he was in all the time. I'm whoa, sorry. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. Whoa. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, hopefully yes. your mother didn't hear that. I, <laughs> <laughs> or my mother. <laughs> anyway, so we're back. We're back. Amy, I'm so glad to see you. I, I missed you and I missed producer Tommy as well. And you're sitting here laid up post ankle surgery, post COVID, post hospital stay. So all of your fans and listeners are like, where have you been? What's happening? Obviously your show has started. So we've got visiting to do on that. Take us back to uh, what happened at Christmas. Oh, my God. It was the worst. I think it's been the worst three weeks of my life. I mean, it was really bad. Right, babe? Oh, I'm on? Yeah. <laughs> we talked to you already once. I you know, just... but you're supposed to introduce me. I'm sorry. My, my That's how long, we do things. My long-suffering husband, Jeremy Locke, is on the podcast today. I'm so sorry I didn't introduce you. Why, hello, everybody. Thanks for inviting me. Glad to be here. Boy, it's been a hell of a week, month, yeah. end of the year. Yeah, I know you're my long-suffering husband. You're married to me. I'm so sorry. Well, that I, love I love you so much. I, I mean, I, I am, can't even imagine how much fuckery has been going on in this house for the He's past probably three weeks. Excited. He probably was happy when I went to the hospital for a week because he didn't have to fuck with me anymore. <laughs> that is not true. I know he was very upset. Because he loves being a nurse. <laughs> Oh, you both you. have been nurses to each ah! other because you both shockingly did not have COVID at the same time, which is crazy, like months apart. 
that's the weird thing is how you can live in a house with somebody, drink after them, eat after them, kiss them, hug on them. They get COVID, you have no COVID, and then you go for six, eight, nine weeks, and then all of a sudden, out of the blue, you get COVID. I mean, it's just bizarre how it's, it's no respecter of persons, and it's very irrespective of selection you know what i'm saying yeah. like you can be around someone and not get it and then all of a sudden not anywhere where you would get it and you get it it just doesn't make any it doesn't make any sense yeah it's yeah. amazing how everybody's bodies you know react different to it you know so i've had people that they get it and they're like <laughs> and now they're over it <laughs> <laughs> and then you got people like Jeremy. I've never been. He's so mad at me this last week. This is so funny. You're like this. Because the first three days he had COVID, he was sweating in the temperature and the headache and laying in bed and basically locked himself in the orange room. We call the other bedroom, the tree house, the orange room. And I didn't see him for three days, except I would make sure he was having his medicines and his meals and everything. And I didn't go in because of the danger. And then for three weeks, he played video games in the bedroom. And he got so mad at me because I said that. I'm like, yeah, he had like three days of, you know, fever and headache. And then he just plays video games for three weeks. What you playing in there? Call of Duty or Amy, what? Oh, no, you've never seen me be serious. That's I'm sorry, it was you porn. Effing. There might have been some Are you mad because I missed no, it up? It was no, you porn, not video games? No. Okay. And this is serious. <laughs> no, this is serious. It's complete bullshit. Complete bullshit. So... I had it like, it's, I'm so, I'm so mad over this. So I had my COVID, right? And literally it was three weeks. I was down and out. I had it bad. I remember. She, she didn't see me. I, I stayed in there. Out of that three weeks, I'd have to say 90% of that time was sleeping. Now, roll forward and Deander gets the, <laughs> I think I got COVID. And it's like serious, right? And it's it's like the first thing she goes, she said to me, she goes, Jeremy, I need to apologize. I've I feel like I've been a bad wife to you. I go, I didn't See, know. See, I how do apologize bad. when I'm wrong. Yeah, Just she goes, take note of this, listeners and friends. I didn't know how bad it was and what you were going through. And I'm like, Yeah, it sucks, it hurts. And I didn't want to involve her. I didn't want to put her. So I honestly I medicated myself. And all I did was fall in and out of sleep to movies. Like I, I, I was wondering why we are very low on Ambien. And I found that he's taking Ambien <laughs> all day long when he was up there. I'm like, where's my Ambien? That's because he was taking it for three weeks straight, you day know, and night. You, if don't he had, want, you know, once you get a man flu like that, though, <laughs> men cannot hang like us no. women. You want them to be medicated and sleeping. You're absolutely right. Men are babies when it comes to getting you know, a flu or something like that. You women are a lot stronger. However, just to finish and roll this story up, you know, A, I take nothing away from Deandra. Her illness was bad. It scared me. We can talk about that later. But literally the other day, she was talking to somebody on the phone. She's like, oh, yeah, Jeremy, in such a nonchalant, like you can see it, like it's, I'm so angry. Fingers going down the chalkboard. She goes, oh, yeah, my husband, he only had it for three days and then played video games for the three oh. weeks. And I was like, you got to be effing kidding me. I was like hurting bad. But well, didn't, you didn't talk to me. You just had I, no communication. I would literally push pills on him all day long. You, I stayed up there because I love you and I appreciate you. And I didn't want you to scream and yell at me for getting it. Deandra, what do you, what do you now say? Because your COVID 
was so serious, you were hospitalized. I felt, I, he's right, I apologize, and I do apologize when I'm wrong. I said, I'm so sorry, because I didn't realize how bad you feel after you get over the, the um, fever and the headaches and the body aches. And the fe- the headaches and the body aches still last. And I'm telling you, it takes, it feels like somebody is taking an ice pick and scraping the inside of your brain. It's the worst headache. And I've had migraines since I was a child. I started having them when I was three years old. And I had to go home every day after school and sit in a dark room when all the kids were riding their bikes and playing because I was throwing up from migraines the whole time. They had a brain tumor when I was when I was little. I've always had medical issues. It's another story. But um, so I, you know, felt horrible because I didn't know he was really that feeling that bad. But the fatigue literally I'll. So today I had a really busy day. Tomorrow I'll be wiped out. And it's just once you kind of like do a bunch of things. It, the recovery, I don't know what it is, Amy, I can't, I can't get back to normal. And then the, one of the things we noticed is because we're, you know, in our 50s is the memory loss. That's the the biggest fear I have in my life yeah. is being stupid. <laughs> so, and so and Jeremy will tell you, what is your wife fear the most being stupid? So I but brain fog is a big part of brain COVID. fog is a big part of it. He's having trouble remembering things. I'm starting to think, you know, I try to do things over and over. So I will remember it. It worries me. But I will tell you that when I got in. So let's backtrack really quick. Um, people may or may not know I had been all year long. I needed, for the past two or three years, I needed a full ankle replacement. What does that mean? That means that I had complete bone on bone. I had broken my ankle at 13 very badly. And I knew at some point, you know, I'd had four ankle surgeries and I have been all over the United States to every doctor in New York and Texas. And they all said full ankle replacement. There's nothing else we can do. So just to get real, get through real housewives this season, they were either shooting me up with medication or putting me on medication just to get me through the filming. And I was in excruciating pain the whole time. Couple that with, I also had a neurological issue that that's another issue that happened. And so I was having, you know, basically felt like a blow torch was burning my arms all year long and neck pain, everything. It just all hit. So I needed this surgery and I dreaded it and dreaded it and put it off, put it off. But when I went in there, he not only did, so full ankle replacement, they removed all my equipment and put uh, plastic and put stainless steel in there. Then they also um, put a toe implant because my big toe was also bone on bone, completely arthritis, bone on bone. Then they removed, yes, because I'm old, two bunions from heels. Then they... Fixed two hammer toes. So I've got two pins sticking in my toes. Deandra! And then they did, there was something else. So my whole foot has been repaired. And so that, I did that on December, what, 23rd, baby? December 23rd? Yeah, 23rd. Yeah. I got out on Christmas Eve to come home. And I thought the only time I'm going to have downtime before the show starts is this. So I might as well do it now. Came home on the 25th. We were having Christmas dinner and I just started feeling really bad. I just like, oh God, maybe it's just, you know, it was a big bone surgery and there's takes a lot of, you know, toll on your body. Yeah. 26, I wake up and I'm feeling really bad and I have a temperature. I never run a temperature. That's one thing. I can be sick, but I don't run temperatures. So it was like 101 and then it would go to like 103.7, 104, back down to 101, 102. And it just wasn't normal. So I called the doctor and she said, well, let's go get you a COVID test. And I'm thinking, I don't have COVID. I've just got, you know, something. Eh, no way. <laughs> the one time, the one time out of this whole year since COVID, she, she might have a sniffle and she goes, I, I think I, I think I better go get tested. I might have the COVID. <laughs> but now you're- The one time she doesn't want to. She's like, I'm and, fine. And you know, if you see, if you saw the episode last night, Carrie makes fun of me because when the first week we started filming or second week, I- 
didn't feel good. And I had a temperature and I had a little headache and I never have temperatures. So I went to the production. I said, look, I don't want to be, you know, sound the alarm, but they were very specific about us telling them if we did not feel good. And I did not feel good. And I didn't want to, I mean, we're talking 60, 70 people on a cast and crew. You're not going to go that infects like wildfire. Yep. So they sent me immediately for a COVID test and I didn't have it. And then Carrie made fun of me because I took it seriously because I felt like as, you know, a cast member, that was my responsibility to do that. But they did make me not work for a week, which was Bravo unfortunate. was amazing on, yeah. on yeah. really making sure, you know, everybody was checked. And and from that point on, we had regular COVID tests. I had one probably every 10 days or so. Oh, there's so much to unpack here right now, Deandra, because you're sharing so much. And I love that you're revealing so much. This has been like a huge traumatic time on so many levels for you. So I'm thanking you for doing that. And also, I think it's great that you were responsible. Anybody who is working around people, especially when you guys were shooting in the height of the uncertainty and the height of, of quarantine, you know, you should be an overreactor. You should be proactive. Yeah, nobody really knew about COVID because, you know, now we've been through it almost a year. March will be a year. But in June, it was all new. Yeah. So I didn't, I mean, I just, we all didn't know what to do. And I just, I'm always one of those people that tries to think about what's the right thing for the whole group, not just being quiet and hoping nobody notices. You know, it's just not the right well, thing to do. So you don't want to 20- be that, that girl or that guy that, you know, has to shut you're the one that shut everything down. You're the one that shut down. everything down because everyone's Andrew sick. took no, it pretty totally. serious. And okay, the 26th happens. The 26th, I get the COVID test. Let me fast forward. I get the yes. COVID test, come home next morning. Boom, it's on five o'clock in the morning. I get my alert. You have COVID. So then the doctor calls me about 7.30, I guess it was. And she's like, okay, tell me what you're feeling. Well, that time we have those pulse oximeters. If you're listening, you do not have a pulse oximeter, get one, okay? Because if you get COVID, you're going to have to know what your oxygen level is. So we had one because of Jeremy. My oxygen level is below 90. That's danger zone. So we kept checking it, kept being below 90. I couldn't breathe. So I grew up with asthma. I was <laughs> the whole time. And so then she just said, you know, you've got to go to the hospital. And I was just I thought, okay, I'm going to go, and then they're going to let me go home. Mm-mm. And then when Jeremy dropped me off, the worst part was... This, this sucked, Amy. We were both crying because I didn't think I'd ever see him again because I didn't think I was going to come home again. I was that sick. I've never been that sick in my life. And I'm telling you, anybody that doesn't take this disease seriously or thinks that I never took it seriously... That's number one, complete bullshit. I never thought it was a hoax. I always knew it was real. I, by the way, had SARS whenever that was a thing in Vietnam. So... I never didn't, I never did not take this seriously. My husband had it. We tried not to talk all about this, about, you know, how many people I knew that had it. I was hoping to God that I wouldn't get it before the vaccine came out. I can't wait to get that vaccine, but now I have to wait. So I took it, I mean, it was very serious, but at the same time, I still had to work because I had a company that I had to, that I had to continue, you know, paying people. It was just, it was such a hard decision. I think a lot of people in the United States had to go through that decision of what do I do? How do I pay people? How do I stay well? I mean... But I was, I've never been that sick in my life, ever. The the hardest thing, Amy, was, uh, you know, at the end of the day, right, COVID sucks. We all get it. We all get it in different levels. Um, but there's a 98 point plus, you know, 98 plus percent chance that you're going to be okay. When it gets to that level, when we got her in there, the doctor's can't like. breathe. Yeah, the doctor's like, okay, her borderline her oxygen was borderline. Everything else was like absolutely normal for COVID. Mm-hmm. 
the temperature, goes, but the temperature would every, go down either. Yeah, everything was normal. She could have gone. you're recovering from a major surgery, too. Right, so, and you don't know what's how that's playing in. So yeah. everything is kind of normal, but the oxygen level was right around 89, 90. And, they and said, then it went down to 87, said, 85. I don't know if it went down that I can low. tell you, well, you weren't in the hospital okay. because they wouldn't let you well, go. Yeah, I'm talking about when we <laughs> okay. first went in. So when we first went in, it was borderline, and that's what caused them to sit there and go, we're going to keep you. And then at that moment, I'm, you're like, you know what that means? But I'm like, okay, so what's that mean? Where do I go? Where do I move her to? And they're like, oh, no, we'll be down in 30 minutes or less. And it's like. God, I'm going to get all say your goodbyes. Yeah, just think about because then it's like you say your goodbyes. And literally two weeks before that, the exact kind of same scenario where we had a good friend, Big Red, um, go in and yeah. never, never came out. Never yeah. came out. And it's like when you have to sit there and watch and, you know, I'm trying and then to. Steve, our friend Steve, same thing. It went in and, yeah. then, and then your heart, you can have a heart attack. They don't know if I had a heart attack or not. That's the other thing I haven't told you. They haven't figured out that either. So you're sitting there, all of a sudden it's like, okay, you got to say goodbye. And I mean, I'm trying to stay like this big man and we prayed a little bit and even my voice was breaking. And I mean, you just don't never know been that scared. Like if you'll ever see that person again, again, 98% chance that you will. Right. But still it's that what if that scares you. Well, it's so unknown. I got you know, into there's... that car and I literally cried all the way home. Like I could not stop crying. It was tough. Yeah. Okay. So, Deandra, how was your time in the hospital? Did you feel well, cared for? What? How did you get better? And then the other thing is, I can't take steroids because I've had surgery. So, steroids is one of the first things to get your be able to breathing. You know what I mean? So, you can't take them if you've had surgery. Oh, so, there's gosh. one drug I can't take. So that knocks that out for the breathing. I got in there, and there's the COVID ward. Is there's three nurses per COVID patient. And then you have one tech. So the three nurses, or no, I'm sorry, there's one nurse per three COVID patients in a tech. Okay. No doctors, no researchers. They literally, the, I will tell you the nurses, except for one nurse, which I'll be writing a review about that, um, were very sweet and kind and, and very um, happy to be in that job to take care of people that really needed it. And were more concerned about me than about themselves. And I was just in shock that these people wanted this job and wanted to do it, you know. Oh, God bless. And very blessed and very, they're very kind to me and very sweet. And just, you know, I was terrified and crying and scared to death. And they would very much be in there to comfort me and make me feel better. Even the texts as well. Um they, some of them were dressed like alien sci-fi creatures because they had like fanny packs on the back of their back with these aerator things and then like a full-out mask that the air flow back and forth that they have special air. Oh, wow. And then they're covered in PPE. Most of the men, because if you have a beard, you have to cover your face um, completely. Um, so it was really interesting. Like they were, it was almost like being, it was, some of it was like being a lab rat. I will tell you this because, and that was the scary part because the no doctors coming to see you, no researchers, they sit, there's a tiny little window there. So I got to see out of my window, but there's a little window that goes into the hall and they sit there and they stare at you. So they'll give you a drug and then they'll see what's going to happen because they're doing the re research drugs. And I elected on my own to do a research drug that is brand Pretty new. I think I think maybe President Trump had it. I'm not sure what he had. But it's Regeneron, and it's a trial. And the one I did, it was only 1,560 people worldwide. Wow. And then out of that, only a certain percentage were getting it. See, now, this, is the, this is the brainiac, smart medical person that you, know you are. You know why I did it. You know, you know why I did it was I thought, okay, I could do this because I don't have children. 
So it's not like I'm taking other kids like, you know, I'm not going to go home and like have little babies and I'm doing something that's irresponsible. So I could do this. I also had bought the stock and I wanted to see what the drug was about, of course. Oh and so gosh. I chose to be a guinea pig. But when they came and did that drug on me, I immediately, my temperature spiked two degrees. I started like convulsing and hyperventilating and it was really bad. It didn't go well for me. Oh no. So these this little window, the researchers were watching and the doctor was watching and then the nurse was coming in and she was trying to get my temperature down and she was trying to deal with my freak outs and my, you know, I was, it was hard. That so was, was that response pretty immediate after taking immediate, it? Immediate. Yeah. Like within 15 minutes, I started, my temperature went up and I started feeling my, it felt like my organs were boiling. Like they were boiling the inside of my organs. It scared the crap out of me. No way. The radensevere, I had like some reactions to as well, but more like hives and itching and stuff like that. So that was the worst part of the whole thing that Regeneron, you only get it one time. It's an antibody drug, I think from what I, yeah, it's an antibody, but that was, and then after that, so I got in on a Monday, Sunday and I came home on Thursday night, um, which is New, uh, New Year's Eve, which was the, biggest blessing and best New Year's Eve I've ever had in my life because I got to come home. Mm -hmm. But it was hard. I will tell you, you know, I know this is kind of, you know, taking the podcast down. It's not funny, but sometimes we have to talk about things that are serious and I've been through it. If you want to know what it's like and you have any questions, feel free to DM me. We will get back to you as soon as possible. I've been answering a lot of people. They've been asking me questions. Yeah. Should I go to the hospital? Should I not go to the hospital? If you have any question in your mind, go to the hospital. The worst thing they can do is send you back. Yep. But you don't want to wait. Jim's, uh, Jeremy's friend, Jim, waited too late because he was a man and doesn't like to go to the doctor and he waited too late. Some of those drugs can cause interactions with your heart, which is possibly what happened with me. They're not sure. So I'm just glad to be alive. I'm happy to be back on my sofa with my foot propped up talking to you, Amy. Yeah. Okay, so how <laughs> do you feel now? How do you feel today? Today, um, I pushed myself a lot this weekend because we really needed to get some Instagram content. So I did a photo shoot, which wore me out. So I stayed in bed till two yesterday and I never took a shower. Um, today I got back up, got myself going because I had work to do. Um, I'm... I think the worst part is the fatigue at this point and still the body aches and not being of clear head and clear mind. And that scares me. Yeah. And it's a busy season right now for you. And the so. show is on and you have to worry about tweeting things. You don't want to tweet things that don't make sense or say something you shouldn't say. And, you know, we're That's always never stopped anyone on Twitter before. We're always in peril as, you know, reality TV people of doing stupid things. And my fear is that I've done a lot of stupid things in the past. And is my brain fog going to make me do something else stupid? So <laughs> what we're doing is we're kind of coming up with all of our tweets ahead of time. So that way I don't make a mistake. You can proofread. You can be thoughtful yeah, about so it. Brenna and Samir, we're all doing that together. So I don't make a mistake because I don't feel, I don't feel confident. Shout out Samir. Is he still around? What? Yeah, he's in no, Ohio, but he's still helping. But I don't feel confident in myself to be able to do some something off the cuff like I want questions ahead of time I'm scared your body's healing you well, I'm have, scared you Amy have, I at, don't like to be caught off guard yeah and you're healing mentally physically emotionally all the things you've been through trauma in the past few weeks so of course can you I tell you the way. silver lining of COVID though there, there's one there's one happy place so I was as fat as a bear on RHOD season five you'll see and because I gained a ton of weight when COVID hit and we're staying at home and I was cooking and just like eating and you know, whatever, like everybody else was. So when I got COVID, I think I immediately lost, I've lost almost 15 pounds oh in three gosh. weeks. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I'm scared. 
skinny again. Yeah. I'm not skinny, but I'm like back you, to normal. But you do look good from where I'm sitting. So I'm back to like my little size six shorts yesterday. I was so excited because I was like 10 pushing a 12, you know. So I got I'm getting back down to my normal fighting weight because I was like, I'll be damned if I'm going to buy extra clothes because I'm getting fat. So <laughs> they call it the COVID-15. The COVID-15, you know? I've lost it now. Which was the quarantine 15. The quarantine 15 yes. is now the COVID-15, which is the only good thing yeah. about coronavirus oh for me. Oh my God, bless. Well, speaking of cooking at home and everyone spending a lot more time indoors, before we get to all the housewives scoop you guys want to hear, I want to talk to you guys about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. That's right. We're making home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. You know, you cut down on grocery bills and waste because HelloFresh delivers pre-portioned ingredients. So you're not overbuying, which is a burden on the planet and on your wallet. And also eating healthier has never been easier. You can select locale, carb smart, vegetarian, pescatarian, so many options to choose from each week. And no matter what you choose, every single recipe is packed with fresh produce sourced directly from farmers. And you know, I'm a single mom with a picky child at home and I don't want a lot of excess groceries when it's just him and I cooking for two. That's why HelloFresh has been so good for me and my family. It helps my son try new foods and also cuts back on the grocery bill waste. So- Go to HelloFresh.com forward slash RIP10. Use this code RIP10 and you're going to receive 10 free meals. And guys, this includes free shipping too. So that's HelloFresh.com forward slash RIP10. Use this code RIP10 and you're going to receive 10 free meals. And guys, this includes free shipping too. So join us on our healthy, fresh mission to eat better this year. America's number one meal kit. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right, now let's get to what we came here for. Some housewives. Have you been watching, guys? Couple episodes are out. Is this the hashtag housewife section? This is it. And you're. <laughs> they were not supposed to do. No, I'm just kidding. And you're ex- <laughs> we're doing it because you're it. You're the hashtag and the housewife. I'm just talking about stuff that's happened, not anything that you haven't seen. That's what I'll be talking about, you know. So um, you've had your second episode. By the way, RHOD. You look phenomenal. This week, I look oh, a little bit, my I look a little bit like, you know, I swallowed five air balloons, but especially my ass. Oh, come on. <laughs> Jeremy, do you hear balloons, her talking about herself like balloons air balloons, right? Hot air balloons in my ass. You, you look <laughs> amazing. those air balloons all over me. I don't care. <laughs> I did get one nice compliment that my boobs were nice. 
<laughs> by Stephanie, I think. <laughs> Thank you, Stephanie. I'll take it. She called. She said I had nice boobs and I was a grumpy old man or something, right? <laughs> well, it's- I'm a grumpy old man with great tatas. That's all right. It's all right. Well, you uh, look you look great. You sound great. I have to say the production's really nice. I am enjoying. I think as a the product. I think the season this year, and you'll start to know the first episode because it was a little confusing because it came out on the thirty first and it came out again. You know, the next week. Yeah. Um, With but like I, bonus footage. Yeah, I, I kind of liked how they did the bonus footage, and they would tell you, "Hey, bonus footage." Out Never of here. before yeah. seen. They started doing yeah. that with the other housewife shows, and I was curious to see if they're going to do it with ours, and they did. So, but we, the funny part of that is we don't know what the bonus footage is. So I'm like, "Oh my god, what are they going to play now? You know, are they going to play this thing? I didn't want them to. Oh, I didn't want them to play because I thought because I'm seeing the episode beforehand, thinking, Whew, I have gotten off scot free.' And then they're like, "Never seen bonus footage. Never before seen bonus footage." I'm like, "Oh shit!" Oh, so you're <laughs> seeing it the first time we're. Yeah. Yes, the never before seen stuff is stuff that we don't see when we're seeing oh, the this sneak peek episode because we need to be able to talk about it the night of. So that's scary. But I, I will tell you that the first the first episode, since we haven't been here in three weeks, I thought it was very pleasantly surprised. I thought that it was aesthetically beautiful the way they were shooting it. Um, we had really... Um, great attention to detail with regards to the camera work this year. We had a guy named Ninja who was fantastic, beautifully shoots television shows and documentaries. And so they really spent the money on that, which I was thrilled. We actually had those huge camera trucks in front of some of the, you know, bigger scenes, which I thought, wow, they're really spending the money this year. Yeah. And then um, I thought that it was interesting with regards to it was funny. You immediately went into deep content, which I think is necessary because, we need to be seen as a housewife show that is talking about the serious issues and facing them head on, which I don't know if you guys know, I got in trouble, like, I guess a few months ago, because I had accidentally on a page six interview said something about that. We were talking about the My Brother's Crossing movie. And I said that we were addressing this and I probably shouldn't have said that. But at the time I wasn't, I was thinking about something else. Mm-hmm. But um, so I'm very proud of that. I'm proud of just really kind of hitting hard and the stories are good. The stories are, are pretty, you know, deep. We've got a new cast member that I think brings a lot to the table, whether you like her or not. I think anybody that is controversial in any way with regards to strong opinions and very knowledgeable and very articulate and, you know, you know, ruffles people's feathers. That's always good. Yeah. Because if you have somebody that's just like ho-hum, I mean, that doesn't make it interesting. They ain't going to get cast in a show like this. So that's for sure. I think it's going to be a great season. So from a high level, you're happy with a lot of it. Anything you're not so happy about? Um, I'm not real thrilled about this week, you know, my cast members, obviously, since I've had COVID now, not basically making fun of me thinking I had COVID. And one of the things, Amy, you and I've talked about is when I grew up, and I've never really shared this, I think I've always tried to go get away from talking about any of my illnesses or ailments or anything on TV, because it's embarrassing to me. And I've seen other people do that. I'm like, I don't want to be that girl. What when I was born, from the time I was born until I was about eight years old, I was in the hospital a lot because I couldn't breathe. And my mother also has severe asthma. I kind of grew out of the asthma, but I still have it from time to time. So I was that kid, if you can identify me, that was not playing athletics because no kids were choosing me when it was time to do tag and, you know, what's that? game with a red ball, dodgeball, and all those other things when you had the PE teachers there like, okay, Susie, choose your team. You know, I was never chosen because I couldn't, I wasn't athletic and, and I tried and tried and tried. It's not funny, Jeremy. I tried and tried and tried 
and I just, I couldn't breathe. So I would go around the track and I was like bowled over because I couldn't breathe at all because my asthma was so severe. And I think that it was, I was very isolated. I was a nerd. I got straight A's because I decided, okay, well, I can't do this athletic stuff and I'm not going to be the popular kid. So I'll just be smart. And I, I did, I just buried myself in the books, but talking about that, having watching Carrie and Cameron talk about it really hurt my feelings. And it took me back to being a little kid again and being made fun of because I couldn't participate and I couldn't, and it's not that I didn't want to, I just couldn't. They don't realize, or they didn't realize at the time that that was triggery for you. Very much so. I cried. Um, We saw the episode on what Sunday and I cried and cried on Sunday night because I was humiliated and embarrassed and I'm still, you know, I'm still that, I still feel that a lot. I mean, especially when you're sick right now. And I've you're watching and, that and you're so And then I said to my sick. husband, I said, you know what? There's, she made a good point. I probably should not talk about when I get on the phone with my friends, how I feel. I should just let that go. And I shouldn't talk about that at all. I should just be quietly dealing with that because people don't want to hear about it. And I took that note and I'm not going to do it anymore. But I never, I, I, I do think that with regards to talking on the phone to Carrie, I always made an effort to talk about her kids and her family and, and ask if she wanted to tell me that was her business. But I always ask, and I even at Sydney, my best friend, you know very well. I said, Sydney, do I? She goes, you always ask about me. You always ask about my kids. You always ask about what I'm doing, if I've talked to, you know, who I'm dating. She's, that's not what you do. So I just, that was very confusing to me because yeah. I really do try to make an effort to ask about my friends first, but maybe I wasn't. And so I said to Jeremy, I'm just going to do better. I learned a lesson. Okay, that's okay. That's a lot, and I and I respect that self awareness and growth. But I also understand that when you're sitting here with your leg up and you're trying to heal from a massive surgery and you're sick, watching that episode could be really hurtful, especially when you're watching it from a place of suffering. It sucked. I mean, Amy, it really sucked. I'm sorry. Just usually don't break down, but it just sucked yesterday or day before yesterday. It was just like, I just what 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 did Carrie say to you since watching that episode? She didn't think it was that bad. She said, you know, I said, Carrie, you just don't know when I was brought up. I didn't have, I wasn't, you know, I told her the issues I had gone through and she probably didn't really know that, but she thought it was funny and lighthearted. And I said, that's a real big trigger for me is that my illnesses or ailments or whatever, because I've been dealing with it since I was a kid. And then having to have this whole ankle surgery and have everybody know about it, then having COVID is embarrassing. It's the last thing I want. I want people, and I work really hard at everything I do to be the fun girl, to be the funny girl, to be the person that people like to be around, to cook, to invite people to my home so they can feel welcome. They can feel like they're part of my little family. I work really hard at trying not to be that person. So, you know, when you just try to be different because you don't want to go back to that place in your life and then somebody just points it out it's just hard I mean it's just really hard for me I just had a really hard few days yeah you left off sexy girl too you are the sexy girl thank you Jeremy for the win we did have one win this week when Stephanie said that what did she say that we were the we couldn't keep our hands up we're the horniest couple on the show (laughs) (laughs) I have firsthand information of watching this whole thing right here you guys are you love hard and you fight hard and you are passionate with each other. You both have had quite a difficult few months. I mean, it's not easy to be in the spotlight. It's not easy 
to be sick like the both of and you And I were. didn't want, the other thing is I just didn't want Jeremy to have to go through that either because I didn't want people asking him, well, is your wife always sick? What's that like, dude? You know, how is it? But, but I, I just didn't want, I also didn't want him to have to deal with that. Yeah. And so it just, it was Baby, a lot. I'm still here and I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> so it's been a hard few days, but I'll, I'll get over it. Next week it'll be new drama. Sure, probably <laughs> concerning me again. <laughs> but you seem to be faring okay. You're liking the show. You're like you're liking the new energies. We're seeing so you know, people have left since last year, people have come on since last year. It's a it's a different show. And shout out to Darren, by the way. You inter- you're introduced to my friend Darren Davis, who is the shaman that has taken me through the meditations and the centering and the journeys and everything. Um and the rape, which you see immediately when you see him come on the on the set or on the on the show so shout out to darren davis look him up he's amazing he is um great for helping people that are really searching for you know getting happiness and and peace and fulfillment in their lives so um i was really happy to see that they highlighted him in such a great way good and he's been very helpful to me i mean he really has and i am trying to be this whole year when carrie's laughing like good luck with that I was trying, you know, when it says I'm trying to be more compassionate and tender, and she's like, yeah, good luck with that program. I really was trying, and you'll see throughout the season, I fail a lot. I'm still Deandra Simmons. Just because I'm trying to be a better version of myself doesn't mean that I'm going to win every time. We always are going to revert back to our old habits until we actually create, you know, a completely different pattern. But at the same time, we're still hardwired a certain way and triggered a certain way and... You just do the best you can. That's what life is about, is trying to become a better version of yourself and learning life's lessons. Right, honey? I love my version of you. Mm, you. Mommy and daddy are getting along. So, Amy, I'm sorry. We've been talking about coronavirus and everything. So, tell me, um, are we still dating this nice young man that I met? I know. You guys finally got to meet somebody I'm dating, which I want to say he still is like around? the first time in a long time. Yes. Oh, I'm very happy First thing for I you. asked her to. Because <laughs> I was like, he's really Jeremy's nice Jeremy's always interested in everybody's dating life. And he's like, oh, I haven't. Are you still dating? Oh, you don't want to blah, blah, blah. I think because we talk about it a lot on the show and we yeah. give little bits and pieces. And I think you also are always surprised if it's the same person. No, yeah. I'm not surprised. No, I'm not Don't surprised. I just surprise. want you to find the right. I yeah. want you to be happy. I agree Thank with you. Deandra. On You're that. a catch, for God's sake. You need to make somebody. I mean, you need to find somebody that's as much of a catch as you are. That's going to be the hard thing for you. Well, thank you. You get it all. You have the whole package. Thank you. Thank you for that. No, it's good. My, you know, my life is status quo. Work is good. Family good. Health is good. <laughs> So you've made Dating it through the new year. Okay, good. Made it through the new year. Um, but we've been on standby. Like I've been so concerned about you. Mm, I know what you've you. gone through these past few weeks. And so it's just so good that you're on the other side of this. I know there's a lot of healing to do still. And and I want to tell you how much I appreciate you reaching out to me every few days. Are you okay? How are you feeling today? You know, temperature check. Are you doing okay? Do you need anything? And it just it means a lot. There's been some really great friends in my life like you, Amy, that have looked, you know, just checked in with me all the time. And I just want to tell you how much I appreciate that. Of course, girl. It makes you feel so loved because there's times when the last few years with, especially with being on Real Housewives, it's just really hard. You don't feel loved a lot of times. And to know that you have these friends that really care about you. And I just saw how many people really care about me. And it just was so wonderful to be that sick and have people you don't even know. And your friends that you do know always, you know, constantly checking on you. And thank you. Mm. Thank you. You are, you're welcome and you are loved and cherished. And apparently my husband missed me a little bit. So it's good. Well, I missed you a lot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There's still a lot of missing going on that 
I'm ready to play catch up on. Yeah, I know. It's been a little difficult in the sexy time area because I have one leg. (laughs) I guess we'll have to come up with new new positions. I don't know. The hard part about it, too, Amy, is like, you know, she's wheeling herself around. She can only wear like these shorts. Right. And so she picks like these pajamas. I put long shorts. pants on for you today, but normally I wear short shorts. And they're like little boy shorts. So, and she's always bending over into stuff in her butt is like oh, right in my face. And, I'm like, and she's like this weak yeah. little gazelle oh, that's yeah. just ripe for the pickings. Oh, and you're like, oh. Tiger's ready to tear her up. <laughs> Boobs in the face, butt in the face. He's like, oh my God, I can't take this anymore. Why don't you do this when you're not sick? Oh, Wear those outfits all the time. Oh my gosh. Well, uh, Jeremy, we're glad you came by the podcast today, Deandra. We're so happy to just get caught up on your health we're glad you're feeling better and, and that you're I will, on the mend i will say something nice carrie did go and get me the cute little uh pajamas that jeremy's talking about because that's the only thing i could wear so i sent her i said can you please go and buy me these pajamas and she did do that and she brought them to the house and she checked on me every day so no matter what the show what happens on the show carrie did check on me and called jeremy every day to make sure i was okay Aww. and she bought me you know the she brought me the little pajamas her and Cameron got me pajamas and brandy sent me soup and everybody checked it on me so it was very nice okay i love that thank you yeah. for sharing that part of it too yeah, it's not all bad it. it's not all bad it's just the show is hard on everybody always you yeah. know there you go that's and tiffany tweet. got me little pajamas too little um she got me little what is it leopard print pajamas and she brought them over here for new market so cute and another friend bought me some pho that's vietnamese i mean just really nice sweet things people have done for me I lo- who got you the soup so my friend katie got me that i She's, saw that she Instagram. owns the yummy sushi Oh, yummy sushi. So if y'all want some good sushi at Central Market or Kroger, Katie is the person that owns all that. She owns that company. Yeah. So the good sushi where you see the sushi chefs, that's her company. Oh my gosh. All right. Very cool. We're caught up. Well, we are caught up. Happy New Year. We'll have much more to talk about. We'll be back here every single week. Hopefully I'll be more peppy next time. No, you were perfect. You were pretty peppy today. You're perfect. I got a little emotional. No, I know. I'm wondering like, oh my gosh, she's going to be drained. Go take a nappy. Hmm. All right, love you, girl. Love happy you. New okay. Year. Here's to a, here's to many bright and happy things ahead for us. Cheers. Cheers. I'm Deandra Simmons, and you can find me on Instagram at Deandra Simmons, on Facebook at Deandra Simmons, and on Twitter at Deandra Simmons. Very good. Amy Vanderoff across the board, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. That's an O-E-F. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.